The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. This is where the podcast, it's like we, we kind of started last week. This is where the podcast gets real. This is where, you know what, let me bring in Steve and then he can help me explain this. Put him in your suitcase, bag of trunk. It's time for Steve, whose name Live from Philadelphia. Name is <laughs> this makes no sense. All right, so there, there's good news. I'm here. Well, there's good news and bad news. The, the good news is, is that... <laughs> Is that we have Josh? The bad news is, is that Mel's not here. But we'll, we'll bring in Josh, and then we'll explain what that is. Well, well you might be guest two, but we still like you. That's all I had for you. All right, so 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 Josh Josh Dean is here. So let's talk. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot that we need to break down. Uh, the first thing is, so Mel had surgery, and a lot of people saw this on Instagram. She got like seven thousand, seven thousand, seventy, yeah, seventy five hundred yeah. likes to her, and, and like like six hundred or some whatever comments. People talking about this. So so Mel, my Amazing wife Mel, support. Yeah. So so my wife Mel, there's there's Steve every now and then. Hi Steve. So so well, do you not want me to chime in? Just do you want me to have? A well, sometimes chateau? sometimes I feel like you're chiming in just to hear. Shit, oh, yeah. I'm not I don't want to hear myself. Oh my god. We've been trying to get this this <laughs> equipment set up and Steve's just been in there in Philly in his sound booth drinking. <laughs> yeah, so 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 Mel uh had a, a disc fusion. Um a little bit different than a dick fusion. That's something that Steve had, but that's just so that doesn't really matter. So so it's a she, disc fusion similar to a Tiger Woods surgery. It, it's the same. Oh, wow. He it's said a, something pertinent. I know. <laughs> Steve, Steve, you should just leave. <laughs> one in ten, uh, bro. Yeah, one in, yeah. So so she had her, her L four five fused. So she had a she had two micro discectomies. Again, different than Steve's micro dick. That's a different thing. Micro different. micro yeah, micro discectomy. I think it's called a micro penis. Micro penis. Yeah. So so I've had a couple of vasectomies. <laughs> he actually, he actually <laughs> he had one, but he, he actually did have it. He's making too many kids. Work. And so she went in the hospital um, a few days ago. She's now upstairs at home recovering, but. Uh, crazy! It's it's crazy. Did you like? Did you know what that like a disc fusion is? No, not really. And I didn't realize what she was doing. I thought she was doing the discectomy again. Discectomy. Discectomy. Where you get a bulge in your disc again, different than what Steve gets. Yes, yes. Um, it's not a vasectomy. It's a discectomy. Exactly. 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 He's totally he's totally right with that. Professional. And, yeah, very very professional. <laughs> and so he um uh, do we say by the way the show is brought to you by Adventure? Adventure. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh. Ignite your spirit. Listen, I have, uh, I have a your proposal about your... adventure. Your proposal? The, what? Uh, He's got because, a proposal? Because we were so late tonight. Can, can you bring him back to this later? We'll finish what we're talking about, and then you later on bring him back to figure out what this what he, what he wants to talk about here? So no, we're going to put a pin no, in this. We're going to put a pin in this. We're going to put a pin in this. See, we're going to pin I'll bring it back. We're going to put a pin in this. We're talking so, about Mel. We're talking about Mel. So so Mel so Mel is upstairs recovering. She had the the uh, fusion where they take her bulge was between or yeah was was where the nerve was getting, was getting pinched was between L4 L5 which is in your lower your lumbar your lower back L, yeah. L is the lumbar and so she had to actually get those two those two vertebrae uh fused together and and so they put like screws in there and and then the doctor came out as I was sitting out in the in the lobby and he came out and showed me um like an x-ray like he uh, he took pictures with his phone of the um of the before and after and the before is like i don't really know what i'm looking at but the but the after comes in and it's got all these like 
like I think it's like an eight inch. I mean, I don't even know where an eight inch screw would go into your vertebrae. I thought vertebrae were the size of like you know really? that that big. Yeah, they're giant. And I was like, oh oh, you did that to my wife. But he said everything was textbook. You get you get a little scared when you go in. You start messing with the spinal cord because shit can go wrong. Yeah, but but then walk when, tomorrow. That's that's literally. That's literally what happened. As a matter of fact, yeah. The other thing that I, I mean, Mel, I was talking to her before she went into surgery. She yeah. said a lot of people will go in there and come out with a colostomy bag. There's a nerve in there that can can mess up the way you digest food. She told you that before. Yeah, she said she was really. I mean, that was one of the things that she was nervous about. You can't control your bowels. No. So she said some people wake up and they have a colostomy. There bag. was a guy. Not well, to get too dark, she but should have just stayed off WebMD because you know you read that stuff and you get all alarmist. He's and, not. He's not, know, entire, no, he's not entirely like, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There's an article about this guy in the new in the news. He was traveling on a plane and they had to switch planes because of some mechanical stuff. Something happened where they lost or something his like checked his electric uh, wheelchair so he need to make the he need to make he need to make he needed to make <laughs> i'm drinking sir he needed connection? to make the next the connection and he dragged himself across just in his hands and dragged himself across to the terminal and there's all these pictures and videos of the whole thing and oh i think he's he's in send the golf them, cart help he, a brother out but he this is the surgery he had really yeah that went they went they went awry. So when the doctor came out and said everything's better, then Jeez. huge sense of relief. I started crying. But like a huge sense of relief and it was just like, okay, so whatever. So so now Mel's recovering. So we 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 we're mixing this up. So we now brought in Josh. Hello. So that's it. That's, Hi. That was like I like Hermit the Hello. Frog. Hello. Hello. Well, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I'm here to bring in the magic. So, so I'm back. Josh was started off as camera guy on Drinking It Easy, then as a producer, and then we were on the office. We decided we might as well do a podcast. This is like, I don't know. Did we get bored one day? I feel like we were just like, yeah, let's do a podcast. It was either bored or we got like an idea or, or whatever Jacob it was. came in and made a drink, and they were like, hey, let's talk about something, this. Something, something. And then we turned, and then, and then in my typical way, we built. I had us build a bar set and bring in all the booze and, and buy all this expensive equipment. Overboard. Like what? At the, one point, yeah. we were taking live calls. Do you remember yes, that? Yes. Do you remember what a shit show that, that was? was? So no, Steve, you don't have ideas. Yes, that was my one in ten. So Josh was on that sh- that podcast. And we that had, was a drinking made easy one. Drinking right? made easy. We had a yeah. lot of fun, and then Mel was in there as well. We would do it once a week, and then. The issue was we just weren't making any money. We didn't have time to produce the show, do the podcast, and then try to figure out how to get advertisers and stuff like that. And I think the alcohol thing was throwing people off. And so and so we throw me we, off. We stopped doing it. He's he's still there. And then we we did Zane uh, the Zane Lamprey show because yeah. we just like, hey, let's just keep doing it but not make it about booze. We could branch out more into like travel, yeah. lifestyle, things like that. We did great. We got some great ho- some great We got Allison guests. Janney. We got Allison Janney. She's a did she win an Oscar? She, Oscar winner? Yeah. Yeah, I think she did. I love her. I was so sad. I missed that interview. I was so sad. We yeah, Oh, you weren't there. Yeah. You get a point. Oh, sweet. You get a point. And so uh so we started doing this and then we did Zane's World, which was more travel oriented when we had Hess, who was the editor for Four Sheets, and then Have we you had... seen how handsome that guy is? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, sorry. And then whenever <laughs> it's like I tell Mel, I'm like, Oh, we're doing a podcast. Oh, Hess is coming over? And then she like runs upstairs and like does her hair. What are you why? Wait a minute. Why are you doing that? And he then I wish man. I wish I was kidding. And then <laughs> um and then Erica, who runs she's the VP of of, of and then we have Seamus, the VP of, of Adventure, runs Adventure. And so we were doing it, but it was just like, it was it was a lot of planning of everyone's schedules. And then when you did the, 
we did it about a different uh you can you, li- you can go back this? and listen to them they're, they're there you can listen to them so we had a guest and we had the guest talk about the specific location and just got to be like Seamus is like can you please shut the fuck up you know, he just wants to be see you can't say fuck on this show because then Sean has to go in and like um oh, I reverse it. About that. oh you should probably change that yeah, stuff in the coffee. Uh, what does this happen, sound bro. like? Because he reverses them all. What does this sound like? <laughs> What's it going to sound like? <laughs> Sean loves you. <laughs> hey, Sean. <laughs> you. <laughs> so anyway, I'm in the hospital with Mel. Yeah. And she had a room. And I wanted to stay with her. And so they had like this chair, like a... It's like a lazy boy. You know, like, Wait, is it that like is it like a green chair that kind of kind of folds out but doesn't really? It, no, it folded out flat. Oh, it was it? like it was like uh, the bed in your like a cot, like a couch that pulled out. Okay, but this one was like a janky. It was janky, <laughs> and it was so hard. It wasn't like you know when you pull out a bed, you pull the cushions yeah. off, and then there's a mattress in there. No, this is just pulling down the upholstered pieces, and then and then I I got some sheets and I made a bed and I stayed there for for three days and they came to check on her every hour and it light goes on they come in like hello and then they like you know oh they start wrapping things around her arm and poking her they were taking blood i mean i'm talking about 2 a.m 3 30 a.m 5 a.m so i would wake up every time because i want to just like make sure that everything's okay whatever so like horrible sleep but i had wi-fi and i sat there when she was sleeping during the rest of the time and i just i just worked yeah, I kept sending you like more stuff to do. I figured you were either bored or anxious. So I was like, hey, I'll just give him more I, stuff to work on. It was like, it was, I was, and Mel agreed. It was like taking a flight and being in one of those lay flats. Yeah. And then you're just kind of there. I have my computer. Yeah, I have my but phone. much more comfortable. You know, there's no germs around. It's like in the most sterile place in the world. You're like, it's it's very. You know what's you know, interesting? Mel could have used one more day in the hospital just because of her level of pain, and there they were giving her morphine and stuff like that, yeah. so they could manage it. Because if her blood pressure gets too low, they can come in and fix that, whatever. Right. But then they, the doctor came. And he's like, you know, I mean, the insurance is covering this once passed, once the deductible is paid off. But like, the doctor's like, you know, this isn't really the cleanest place in the world. So if you can go, you should go. <laughs> so, so it's kind of, it's kind of the opposite of what Steve said. Although I would say that a plane is definitely worse. Oh, planes are terrible. So let's talk about Josh. For anyone who doesn't know, J- Fun Josh, Josh the Bear. We can forget that second one you big said. Big Head Josh and the big, Drinking Made Easy crew. Big Head Josh, <laughs> yeah. And so Steve, Steve always likes to talk about this whole Mormon thing. See, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass, pass the baton to you, Steve. Oh, well, I mean, Josh, when I first met him, he was, uh, I, he said he was a former Mormon. And I was like, well, what's a former Mormon? He's like, well, I was a Mormon. Is he having a hard time then, saying that? Former Mormon? Yeah, I he like was a foreman Mormon. Foreman Mormon. He was a reformed former Mormon foreman. A former Mormon foreman No, no, mine actually made sense. <laughs> Steve, Steve, see if you can say this. A former reformed Mormon foreman. Like he's now he's working construction, and then he was a former reformed former Mormon. Yeah, well, foreman, foreman, hey. yeah, Mormon foreman. Can you make it harder? Foreskin. So, former Mormon so, foreman. so when you finished high school or college or oh, I I was Mormon since I was sixteen, but, but I when did you a, when did you go on your mission? That's like mission that's like the interesting at, part. At twenty, uh, 
uh, so after no, nineteen, I guess I was nineteen, 19. Before, so after, right? after high school, pretty much. I did okay. one year, uh, one year of college at Fresno State. Okay, uh, where stop, I grew up. Stop showing off, Fresno State. Yeah, wow, Fresno State Bulldogs were ranked right now. <laughs> wow, I think we're we're in the top twenty. Is that FSU? When you say we, is it because you graduated from Fresno? State? I'm in Fresno. I mean, we as a as a city. Oh, unite. Yeah, go go, I bro. Thought, go Bulldogs. Fresno Fresno strong. <laughs> so I did a year of college and then I uh, went on my mission. I I went to uh, the Alagan Philippines mission. So I, I huh. Yeah. Would, you, would you say a login? Login Philippines. Kenny Login? Kenny Logins Philippines <laughs> mission. You said login. Oh, that's a place. Login, yeah. That's a place. Okay. Login. What, what type of mission? It's a, a Christian Mormon mission. What do you do? What's the purpose? Yeah. These so are great convert, questions. Convert people to Christ. So I mean, knock on doors. Knock on doors. Walk door to door. You have to wear special underwear? Like, yeah, uh, I'm not allowed to talk witness? about that. Really? <laughs> it's, it's that's sensitive. fine. There yeah, can be some. Sensitive. Yeah, okay, got it. Like, wait, sensitive, like it's shaved? <laughs> no, it's really. And then, okay, that's good. I appreciate you're keeping the, the sanctity of some of that. And so you, um, and then you would knock on people's doors. Yeah, knock on people's doors. And, and what percentage people? of of like doors would get slammed on your face? Uh, is there one above a hundred? Really? No, it was uh, the Philippines. Filipinos are extremely polite and only uh, very religious too. Yeah, they're yeah, like ninety eight percent Catholic, and there's another church there called the Iglesia de Cristo, which is an offshoot of the Mormon Church. So, oh, okay. So now, are you? Tr- is it was the mission to talk to people that are Christians, ca- Catholic? I and mean, then- the if you see these Mormons walking around, yeah. they want to baptize you into the Mormon Church. Specifically, so it's such a responsibility. It's recruiting. It's yeah. such a responsibility to put on a kid. Yeah, I mean, it was a. Lo- it was. It was hard. They take you away from your family. You're not allowed to call. Uh, I think I, you get two phone calls a year: Christmas and Mother's Day. You, you drove right. You drove down here from Fresno. Yeah, three and a half hours to yeah. L.A. where we are now to drop off some hard drives and go to visit the network and just dr- take care of some four uh, four sheet stuff which I don't just know wrapping, if I tell you. wrapping yeah. stuff up and 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 so and now you're doing the podcast and you're driving back tonight yeah and then you're going to have to wake up tomorrow What's with kids with and whatever I got soccer tomorrow but 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 I wonder if going through that experience like that is hard work what you did like go waking up every how many days a week oh a, 7 days a week you have seven to wake up at 6:30 and start studying your scriptures uh, you get one day off. It's called P Day, Preparation Day. You get to go and wash your clothes and play some basketball. But then at six p.m., you're supposed to be off teaching again. Okay. But uh, you know, yeah, it was difficult because I mean, they just drop you off in another country. I didn't know the language that well. I spent six weeks learning Tagalog, which is the language they speak in the Philippines. Yeah. Oh my God. So you learned you learned Tagalog when you were here. Yeah, you spend six weeks in Provo, Utah, at the Missionary Training Center. They teach you basically how to learn a language, and then they they ship you off, and then. Six. At, at what point? You know, think about your work ethic versus, I don't Steve. know. Now, Steve. So, so, at what point there? Because it was full immersion in the language. Yeah, you weren't speaking English to the guy, to the person that you were working with. Uh, I was put with an American, and so he would teach me in English. So he would teach me Tagalog in English. Wow. And then sounds I, like monkism. Kind of. I mean, but I don't know um, why that makes any sense? My third companion was Filipino and spoke no English whatsoever, and that was probably twelve weeks into my mission. And so, when's That's a the long f- time? When was how long? Part part of this, what I think is a crazy interesting, seeing that we are you know we're a travel podcast. I mean, we like to, yeah. to like you know talk about travel stuff. Like this whole thing is that, and and you um I, that was what got me into travel. Really, I took a couple trips with my parents to like D.C., but that was about it. But that was, right, I mean, that was a, a life-changing yeah, trip. Yeah, this is a different... And how long was it? Two years. Two years. I mean, I was over there for two years minus six weeks. 
but and then you didn't come back at all none yeah didn't come back at all hardly i mean i could email and write no phone calls how many wow you didn't talk to your parents for christmas and mother's day were the only you're only allowed to uh and mm-hmm. how long were you there did we just cover that? You two two years minus six weeks. I got it. Oh okay, and then I'm that, Josh. That Josh, I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay, good. Thank you. And so, well, that's not a bad question. So, okay. Oh, I didn't I hear mean, him. That's I was a lot. That's well, a before he before, that's a, it's, before that's a he asked that, the, my question is, how long before you were fluent in Tagalog, where you could where you could convert someone fully in Tagalog? It, it's that's good a tough question. question. It's it's tough because. I mean, at what point do you really feel fluent? Uh, probably six months. I right. hold conversations with people. But by the, but that, by the time you came home, by you a were... year, I felt like I was fluent. By the time I came home, I had an accent in English. And I was dreaming in Tagalog. I couldn't really... like. I, I talked to a Jehovah's Witness the other day at my door. They come to my door all the time because I'm nice to them because yeah. I did that. Right. Um, and the girl teaches in Korean. Um, so she was having a hard time talking to me in English. And I said, no, 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 I know exactly what that's like. Because at a certain point, I was teaching so much in Tagalog that I couldn't I couldn't teach in English. I just couldn't. I couldn't use English anymore. So I was starting wow. to have dreams in Tagalog. I would like, just all the time. That's all it was. And so it every- sounds like brainwashing. Uh, Thanks, man. Well, no, I mean, that's... Just saying. I mean, it's, on some level, you are. You are... Yeah. You're washing the English... I'm just trying to justify it. What Thank you. Saying. You're, you're washing the English out of your brain and, and replacing it with Tagalog. I think it's crazy sometimes when there's like... When people can speak like five languages. Yeah, I don't get... They say after your first one that it gets easier, but I'm trying to learn Spanish right now because my wife speaks Spanish. A lot of Spanish speakers in Fresno. It's super useful, but it's just like... I, man, it takes a lot of work. And then, Are you still speaking Tagalog? I was talking to Steve's wife the other day, and and he because she was helping us translate some stuff for the Paris episode. Yeah, and um, I just think it's amazing. Steve, how long have you been married for? Fourteen years. Yeah, four, fourteen. Years. Fourteen years, and uh, how do I know that? <laughs> and his wife is from Paris, speaks fluent. Not only does she speak fluent French, see, she speaks French around the house when she yells at Steve about things. <laughs> And talks with the kids and Steve. I know those words. <laughs> you, yeah, but it's some. Yeah, but he doesn't. I, I don't know. For me, if I had that ability, I've always wanted to learn, learn, and become fluent in a, in a foreign language. Like Spanish, I, I, I get it, but I'm not. But I'm, you know, I'm not great. Yeah. But like to be able to be to be fluent, that's. I think that's pretty cool. So, anyway, yeah. that's that's I'm working track. on it. And we and by I'm the way, probably t- half fluent. Tad, who is our sound guy, also ex Mormon. Yeah. So season one, like I think. No, it was like it was more than halfway through season one. We were living on a bus together. When we got to Utah, he finally brings up the fact that he's Mormon. He was raised Mormon. He has like some of his relatives were some of the first people that established the church. Oh, yeah. And wow. like randomly we were having a conversation while we so were. So he was born into it. Oh, yeah. 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 And you chose to do I it. I chose, yeah. What, what, was, what was the draw? A girl. Such a choose. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. My high school girlfriend told me uh, I wanted to go over her house one day and her dad said, yeah, you can come over on a Sunday if you go to church first. Wow, and I went, and the people were super nice, and I just I got into it. Wow, all you gotta do is be nice to, to Josh, and yeah, I'll pretty much do anything. To be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to 13 years of Catholic school. It sounds very similar on some levels. Not at all. That's not no. That's not <laughs> how that saying. works. You no. Steve, you're Catholic. I didn't know you're Catholic. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> 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 anyway, cool. Um, so the drink TV. Let's talk about this for a second, and then you know, I yeah, because I have something. I have a few interesting things that I want to bring up. So drink TV. We shot four sheets. Then we went, and if you listen to last week's episode, we went and shot. Um, oh, by the way, I mean, we'll talk about it in a second, but like John Taffer on this episode. 
I'm so oh, he's the man. Wait. I love John Taffer. That's cra- that's that's gonna be exciting. But we are doing that on a separate date. It'll be cut into yeah. this episode. But... I'm looking forward to to chat oh with that God. guy. I am. He's, he's I am a, nervous. He's a, he's a serious dude. He, yeah, he scares the yeah. shit. I am very nervous about what Steve's gonna say. He's coming to my house. That's dude, so crazy. I'm so glad I'm not. I might make a T-shirt that says I had Jan- John Taffer was at my house. You think he's gonna come in and start telling me what's wrong with my house? What is this crap? Yeah, you, you shouldn't have your door like this. You, what, you better get fishes. those cables buttoned up, brother. Yeah, that makes no sense, Steve. So, uh, Drink TV officially launching in January. They had like a soft launch. That launch in January, like for real. Is that I- official? January for is it January first? <sighs> Roughly, roughly, roughly. I talked to them today. That you, you were there when I was talking to them. On the I phone. don't know how they're pulling all this. There's so much work to be done. Those I guys know. are so talented. I know, there. I know. They're, they're, they're so smart. Like I think about all the stuff that we go through just to put a TV show together. We've dealt with a, a bunch of networks yeah. and just dealing with Drink TV. These guys are awesome. They're absolutely. They used right. to be. They, pro- got, they used to. They I mean, they used to and still do produce the Brewdog Show. Yeah. And so they just know what we're going through. So they just like when we delivered our first episode, they just were like, "Hey, you know what you're doing? Oh, we'll leave you alone." They chime in with some notes and stuff like that, they're but I mean, always available for help. Like, yeah. I mean, I walked in today and said yeah. hi. Oh, uh, one of the executives, his dog was there, Trooper. Oh yeah, Trooper. Chris, Chris's dog, Chris's Trooper. dog. Yeah. yeah, I love yeah. that guy. I love, I love that dog, I and the that. dog too. Oh. Super mellow. But so, um, well, we'll talk about that when it comes up. But yeah. like, but Steve hosted this show. By the way, I didn't even tell you this, Steve. The um, well, Steve hosted a behind the scenes show called Between the Sheets. I which got is, a real job for like which is about two four days. Well, yeah, but you did six episodes of it talking about the, um, talking about the behind the scenes of that you're now working on the editing yeah, all that kind of right stuff. Now. That was super fun, man. You did a, and so you did a great job. I talked to thank you. So they saw some of the footage because you sent them over a rough of the first yeah, episode, yeah. and they're actually because I guess three sheets or four sheets. It's not really like a. A hosted show. It's more like a reality or whatever, where yeah, Steve yeah. is very like hosted interviewee. Yeah. And so there's like a like a daytime. They're called the the, the Telly Awards. Oh, like yeah, a daytime yeah, yeah. the Telly Awards. And so they actually like Steve's performance so much that they um they submitted him for a Telly Award. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, yeah. So I was well, like, I yeah, I, I promise you, I just realized that I'm on Skype with Steve and he can see me. I just winked at you. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, you did, Steve, did you see me wink at Josh? you see my middle finger? <laughs> it's right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's so funny. I winked at you and you know, well, and yeah, I just realized like, that he could see me. I didn't even think about it when you winked at me. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going That's all so the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Steve, right. you're going to get a Teletubby award. It's <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Josh, I put together a little test, yes. little test for you. Oh crap! Okay, so this is because uh, it just came up. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about the fact that Steve is in Philly, but he may be moving at some point. You moving to no, Fresno, we bro? Talk, he, we can't talk about that. Okay, well we're not we're, we're not we're not going to. But that being said, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna throw a city out at you, okay. and you tell me yes or no, and okay. then we'll, at the end we'll, at the end Steve's gonna give you the score. Okay. Uh, Wait Whether, do I need to get a pen? If since paper? if since college, do you have one on you? I actually do. Okay, since college, places that Steve has lived. Okay, so you just say yes or no. It's okay. pretty simple. Don't it don't. You gonna throw me a softball? Don't get don't get you Start off with a softball. I don't so, even need my pen for this one. Okay, here we go. Milwaukee. No. Okay. Uh, Orlando. No. Okay. Uh, Richmond. Yes. Okay. Nashville. No. Uh, New York City. Yes. Uh, Essex, New York, also known as uh, Essex. 
You live in a town called Sex. E Sex. Uh, yes. S Sex. That's, That's a good guess, bro. Uh, Los Angeles. Yes. San Diego. No. Okay. Boston. Mm. No. Philadelphia. Yes. Houston. Houston. I lost. See, I lost track of Steve for like four years. Okay, there could have been like eight moves in there. So what? What is it? Uh, no. Okay, Portland. No. Okay, Park City, Utah. Yes. Seattle. Oh crap! Was it Portland or Seattle? Uh, I, it's too late, I guess. So I'll say yes to Seattle. Okay, Denver. No. Uh, okay, that's it. That's a lot of cities. I know, but but and and so Steve. All right, I kept track. What? Okay, what do you got? He had. Um, two, four, six, seven right answers and two wrong answers, two? giving him a total of five points. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he came up with a score. I don't even know how that works. All right, fair enough. Wait, which ones did I miss? Um, Do you live in Boston? Yeah, he lived in Boston. Really? Right, Steve? And Orlando. Yes. Orlando? And, and, and Orlando. Yes. Because the speedboats. So, so here, here's where I fail, and that is Steve is there... Is there uh, did I miss a city that you li- you lived in? Uh, I don't think so. I think <laughs> you had all eleven of them. Eleven? <laughs> you know where Since I since college? Eleven cities. Actually, yes, you did miss one. North Carolina. Will- Wilmington. Know? When was this? When he first graduated college. Oh, okay. He moved to Wilmington. Okay. And then I I I started something called ExtraCast. Yeah. Which was like an online casting company when I when I moved out here, and then Steve. Moved out here as before me, and then he ended up. When I got here, he was on his way back. We passed each. I was supposed to move out, but he like spent all his money and didn't make it as an actor <laughs> in in four weeks. And oh wait, that's probably. I, yeah. I think that's. I think that's being a little put it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how is it? He didn't make it as an actor. How is that putting anything mildly? How how worse? How much worse did it go? Yeah, and then he came out and worked for me. And then went back, and, and his his story is amazing. Now I'm still working for you. someday, I guess so. someday I want to write the story of Steve. Mm, no, be you a, don't. no picture we'll, book. We'll write the story of us because it's you know what we've been intertwined for like, like twenty five <laughs> okay. years. Now. I I was I, I get these uh, these articles about travel. Okay. And so there's two there's a there's a few I'll, I'll make this quick like these interesting stories. One is this forty uh, two year old uh, uh, co pilot. Um, who uh, showed up at the the plane, um, got on the bus that everyone gets on to whatever, yeah. and he was drunk. Oh my God. And he failed a, a sobriety test. And then he basically told them that he had been drinking from 6 p.m. until midnight. And, but the next flight was That's at 7. That's only se- like six hours. I know, but apparently. But you know what? In Japan, they, they like to drink. Do they? Generally speaking, yeah. So he was he was you know crushing beers and sake. And okay, so that's his, that's that. his that's his story. But his flight the next day was until seven. But he blew he blew over the limit because passengers on the bus smelled him. Yeah. So like, do you think that he really at seven p.m. the next day if he stopped drinking at midnight? That's not possible. So he drank from six p.m. No, to midnight. Not yeah. Possible. Took a. Oh, a 14-hour break? No, is I can't do math. 19? 19-hour break? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he still... He either got smashed the night before... I don't think it's possible. I don't think so either. No, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so I Unless think, you didn't drink especially any the, water... Like, for them to smell no, it no, on No, 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 no. It, 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 it's like a half-life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. The, how quickly it leaves you? I, no I just way. don't think it's possible. If they smell it on him, well, that would have to be recent. 
The only way it could be even be remotely possible is if he had no water either. If he stopped drinking, no, midnight, it's not. It's just, it's just water. not. It's yes, just, I mean, time. Time is a thing. Yeah, time. Exactly. Exactly. Like you know, like you drink a lot. The worst hangover. Yeah, I can't. By seven that. p.m., you start to feel better. You're not still. You're, you're not legally drunk. No, no. I mean, yeah. that's usually over by like two o'clock. Yeah. Well, no, the drunk, no, whatever. So anyway, the day before, <laughs> there was another. There was another pilot in Japan. I think it was Nippon Air Nippon or whatever, and um, he had been drinking from ten uh, in, until ten p.m. the night before, and then he called in sick for his uh, eight a.m. flight. And basically, because I, I don't know why they found out that he was drinking and why it was because of that, but then they, they whatever. So there's like this, like that was in two days. Those both two things days, happened. Two like one, one inspired Jeez. him. Last, this guy's got to stop drinking. We had talked before about um, Hooter Airline. So they they basically were making so much money with with Hooters that um, like it's the like restaurant yeah, yeah. that they bought out this Hooter air line? airline. No, Hooter, Hooter, Hooter Air, Hooter Air, Boob Air, but they ended up uh, losing over forty million dollars. So they Wait, they actually went through with that and then bought an airline and bought just an airline, crumbled or what? and then they just crumbled in a few years. And so they had like they were based out of someplace they gone. strange, like, Tampa. No, like no, like, Clearwater. I want to say like somewhere in like Nebraska. Or... I had an argument with was well, I uh-huh. arguing with you about where Hooters Hooters started Tampa. Someone told me differently. Clearwater, Clearwater. Yeah, same no. thing. Okay, yeah. Why? That's what what do you thought? Yeah, it's true. I had That's an it. argument with someone recently about where we, it started. We went there. Why would you argue about that? I don't. I feel like I had an argument was so maybe it was us. But the, did we argue about it? No, because it's 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 Tampa. We were, we, we were there. there in I know. I met the guy. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. were there. Okay. So 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 they um the deal was is that they didn't want to get girls like air, flight attendants trained on safety and all these extra things, a lot of stuff. And then have them wear the Hooters girls' outfits and like and like dress, you know. I want to say like inappropriately for yeah. a, a flight attendant. You want to have some confidence in the air crew, the air cabin crew. So they were just you taking know, uh, random. Whatever makes the uh, the flight go by a little fast. I guess. I guess it's not like I. I mean, I don't always want my flight to be a party. You know, something I never I'm, do. You know I sleep, I mean? man. I, I sit down and I go unless to sleep. I'm heading to Vegas. Yeah. I'm usually like, no, I'm taking that taking. But a that's break. like what for for us? It's like an hour flight. Yeah, you exactly. Know, and yeah, you would hit the ground. Party a lot of those. Vegas. A lot of those flights were pretty short. So what yeah. they did was they had the flight attendants were regular flight attendants. Yeah, and then they brought in just Hooter girls that could they would come in and they weren't allowed to do anything. Just go on, around and make chit chat. Because they weren't legally allowed to do anything, like oh, serve anything. Yeah. No, they just made chit chat. Like, they did like trivia. I, I, I kind of feel like I would be like, um, I'm just gonna put my headphones on. Can you not bother me? <laughs> yeah, I don't Is there talk a TV to someplace. Like, yeah, I don't really want to be entertained. You know, whatever. At the very most, I'll watch uh, something on my iPad. So, so, That's so, the I get. Vietjet, uh, obviously uh, Vietnam. Um, Sorry, can we backtrack? Yeah. Did they actually name the airline Hooters? Yeah, the planes said Hooters Ho- on the side of them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How long were they? I think like I think a few years. I want to say three. When was this? I don't nineties. Mm, uh, I mean, go go go. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> wah, wah, Steve wah, wah, catchphrase. Wah. It's not even his. He took it from somebody else. And so the, uh, the internet. So they're calling this one Bikini Airlines. This is Viet Vietjet, and the um, Vietjet is that like Vietnamese people? Yeah, yeah. Well, airline. Oh. I don't know the people, but yeah, yeah. And but so they. Um, Awesome. They wear bikinis, and they were getting trouble and trouble for doing 
Well, they were they were doing mid-flight uh, dances, bikini-clad beauty contests, and that's how it's. I don't. They started doing that, and then they and then they were having like bikini girls on there, and and then it got so popular. They actually got in trouble because they some of the girls were doing lap dances. Oh my! God. And then well, think about it. It's like not everyone like <laughs> wants to have that going on. It's not like a nightclub, and so were they're they doing... branded that way? Was that like, hey, you take this flight and you're going to see girls in bikinis, or just like, hey, let's turn this into a party? But basically that random girls were appearing on the flights and now it's doing so well that they are spending 6.5 billion with a b on new jets and more (laughs) girls to like fill this is like uh like prostitution in the skies no and so the are the ticket prices the same oh these are great that's that's because if the ticket prices oh. are the same, like that's more bang for your buck. I, I suppose no, it is. Intended. I suppose. <laughs> and so These the owner of the like airline 45, is forty. He's forty-seven. Geez. And what I love about the article oh is that said he's only forty-seven, which, only made, 47. which made me feel, which made me feel young. Oh, 47 is the new thirty, right? Does that work? Something like that. <laughs> and so this is this is amazing. So like Buzzfeed, you, yeah, you gone Buzzfeed. Oh, I love. Yeah, okay. well, so it's a guilty it, pleasure for me. Yeah, yeah, me too, me <laughs> yeah. too. Like I wake up and they always have these like uh, top ten lists or all these. Oh, kind of I things. love lists. So yeah, yeah. and so I just go on and then I get drawn into another one and drawn it like they yeah. just know they're like uh, you know this funny it's like a Buzzfeed. <laughs> Are you serious? Why? <laughs> how many how many beers have you had tonight? Uh, well, just a couple. Okay. Are you listening? I'm gonna go. Uh, this is his. to go get a beer. He's busy. Uh, yeah, this involves you. And so we're we got we got like we're gonna go through this list real quick, and then we're gonna bring in John Taffer, and then you you can you can get a beer during that, and then we'll come and close beer it up. Break. Yeah, 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 beer break. So I thought this was amazing. This is on BuzzFeed. Okay. This was a list for if you've never flown on a plane. Don't let the first time jitters get you. Here are twenty five basic things to keep you keep in mind before you hop on that flight. Right. What what is interesting I'm to me listening. is like when's the first time you took a flight? A flight. Not even like an international, I'm just talking like a flight. For me, I think I was probably thirteen or fourteen. Okay, Steve? Mm, I think about probably the same, thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, I think mine was probably when I was like but before I can even remember. So yeah. like eight. Your parents Six. traveled with you. Yeah, my parents, yeah. At that point, we were all sort of like, huh? And then our parents like showed us, just yeah. keep your mouth shut and do your thing and whatever. And then you learned from there. But then there's signs in the airport and all this kind of stuff. And then there's things that I just take for granted as like, you know, you kind of know it. So anyway, this is amazing. So some of these are good. Some of these are bad. So before you get to the airport, you should know which terminal you're going to. That's 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 kind of fair. Like, you know, that you don't just, that, that's, yeah, that's good. You think that you just like for us in Fresno... It's just one terminal. You just show up, right? And it's Fresno, right? And you just, well, but if you're going one, to like JF, you it, make sure that your bag gets onto your plane. But if you if you walk into Terminal huh? D and sign in and huh? put sign your in. bag there, sign in. Got, there's like this piece of paper. You write your name. You have to sign it's in. It's a guest book. It's not going to work. LAX guest book. So so the other one is uh, know what you're not allowed to bring on a flight. So it lists all these things, which I I, I nope. thought nope. I thought nope. that was common. I thought that was common sense, like, but you know, I think there's, I think there's, so I, my first time I traveled, I traveled my my grandfather. We went to Alaska, and so he would take uh, two guns with him. So I still don't understand. Checked, yeah, he would check his guns, but then you have to check like the the ammunition separately. Or and my dad recently went to Washington D.C. He took a replica Civil War saber with him. Okay, and he made a, a box for it and screwed the whole thing shut. And that thing was a nightmare. He tried to check it. 
No, he tried to put it on the plane. Oh. And they're like, no, you can't take a wooden box on the plane. Oh, my God. With a, with a sword oh, oh, oh. in it. Yeah, with a sword in it. And it was all screwed shut. There was no latches or anything. He had just made a box, put it in there, and screwed the thing shut. Do you... Go ahead. And then... <laughs> so they're like, no, we have to see what's in this wooden he box. He sounds very sane. He is That's not a good, good person to travel with. That whole trip was a friggin' nightmare. And he complained. Oh, he's pissed. So he's like, "Sir, you can't yeah, bring well, we a sword." Have, s- have you seen Buzz well, they didn't know what was in Buzzfeed's it. list? Yeah, he's like, "Oh, you know, it's a sword. It's a replica sword. It's not sharp or anything. It's he's a Civil War reenactor." But um, they're like, "No, we have to see what's in it." But he's like, "Oh, it's 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 screwed shut." Just take my word for it. That's what he tried to do, and then they made him. Apparently, he packed a power drill because, of course, how is he going to get it out in that's DC? Am- that's <laughs> so amazing. he pulled out a power drill in LAX oh and God. had to open the box up and show him it was a sword and then screw the whole thing back up together and check it. <laughs> they let him screw it back together? Yeah, they that's put awesome. it on the plane. I brought a sword because I was going to do a saber thing, like, to, I think, to break my world record oh, yeah, yeah. in DC. Yeah. And so we went to the roof of this bar, right? Was it Old Epic Grill or something like that? It was one of those. I can't remember. And was it the one with the beehives? Was there one with B? No, it's not the one with the B. Oh, no, okay. I, don't want to, I don't want to talk about that. That was in like Baltimore or something. No, no, that was DC. Was DC. That was a guy named Derek and his oh, brother, yeah. and they were on the. Yeah, anyway. The ones with the chainsaw? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I don't even remember that place. No, you were, you were, you were yeah, lit. For good reason. You can go, by the way, you can, on Drink TV, they, they have all the drink, uh, Drinking Made Easy episodes yeah, don't see in, no. in HD for the first time. I, I brought my, my sword up to the, uh, the, the top of the building. And I was going to do sabering, and they said I couldn't because you're not allowed to have a weapon within like a mile of the White House. You could see the White House in the distance, yeah, but they wouldn't let me do it because I had a weapon. I was like, it is, is that a... why you were trying to do it? No, I just wanted to do it because it was like I don't know. I was going to make it patriotic somehow, or whatever. I wanted to, to like have the the White House in the background and all this kind of stuff. It would have looked cool for sure. It would have looked cool, and they said no, you can't can't do it. I'm like, I am I'm about three quarters of a mile away from the white house with a sword an old sword with a sword a dull sword a dull sword <laughs> i don't even understand what you're talking like anyone who lives within you, you can't live six blocks from the white house and own a sword a knife you have to have plastic cutlery I'm you sorry. can't have butter knives that, that can't be true number one so so get to the airport two to three hours before your flight don't forget to check in you need to know that one by the way two yeah, to not, three hours i'm not good with that one you're like 45 minutes um even if, it, even if it's hot, bring a sweater. I thought that was kind of good. To your defense, though, we always make it on. We do. We do. <laughs> and 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 uh, if you bring suitcases, you'll need to check them. Yes. This is where I think it starts to get like, you know, and, and then once you check your bags, you have to go through security. Okay. Self-explanatory. I, I don't know. Oh, do TSA pre-check. Oh, my God. I did that for four sheets. Yeah. Life changer. Life changing. Game changer. Sir. Leave your shoes on if that's more comfortable oh, for you. Oh, are you TSA pre-check? Go yeah, ahead. Honey. Here. Would you like a back Sweet. rub? Yeah, that's amazing. So how does that work? I mean, if you're TSA pre-check, you just walk in the airport and get on the plane. You get to go in the... To go through hold, hold, hold on. Steve, break break down your understanding of what that might be like. You just walk <laughs> on the into the airport and you walk on the plane? You don't even have yeah, to go through I mean, the terminal. You just go to the like tarmac. Sounds like that's what it is. It's TSA pre-check. Okay, so what does that you mean? You don't have to do anything. What does that mean to you? Leave your shoes on. Yes. Bring yes. your guns, whatever you want. Yes, bring your <laughs> bring your sword. If your dad was pre-check, you could have brought a sword. Dang there it. There you go. So close. Um, and then, I don't so know. much better? Then there's things like stay hydrated, which I think is good advice, but the rest of it you know is what, like... Though, every time I travel, though... They throw in, they throw in bring a neck pillow. I, the, the article, it was just like, it was just the worst, but I've BuzzFeed never. is, BuzzFeed is usually really interesting, so... Here's something I, I just learned. Did you know that the headrests bend? 
now? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. And they move up and down. Yeah. And they fold you can... in like to your ears. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what he's talking about. Um I didn't know that. I learned that this last colors. year. The the last one on the list is once you've flown, chances are you'll want to do it again and again. What <laughs> is this like written for like <laughs> like old people false. or something like that? <laughs> when the plane first lands, don't stand up immediately. Like, come That's on. That's the first thing I do. As soon as we touch down, I belt off and I'm up. When the plane is, like, rolling? Oh, no, I'm not that. No, no, no. That's, that's what they're talking about. Oh. Well, who does that? It's information because the stewardess tells you that when you're on there. She'll it's just things you. like when you're taking an international flight, you'll have to fill out special forms and go through immigration. Like, just learn it. That what? stuff's a little intimidating. Is, it's common but sense. That, but that this doesn't help it. Telling no. you that you're going to have to do Fill that. Fill it out. Oh, thanks. Out. Okay, thanks. By the way, your if, on, if you're handed your paper, you, we might want to get do out you, of uh, Do you take your shoes off when you fly? Order lots of wine. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, pretty much. I always take my shoes off. I have a, I have flying shoes. Now, They're okay. slip-ons. Now, so that's rude. awesome. So I like, I like that. Smell your feet. Now, on BuzzFeed, they had um, a, a list of um, like uh, the photos. Yeah. Um, of people with bare feet sticking their feet oh. through to other people's uh, footrests. No. The line is shoes. Bare feet. You, you nice. take your socks off. Your, you're an animal. All right. Let's let's now. Uh, we're gonna talk to John Taffer. You, how, who's a little nervous right now? I'm super. Dude, nervous. I'm nervous. He's a he's he's a badass. He's, he's a serious dude. How long has he been doing his show? People? Like just, 20 years. I, just, I mean, it's been on since I was like a kid. That's not true at all. That's not true. But, but but feel free to bring it up to him. It's okay. He's terrible at math. All right. Let's bring in John Taffer. It's his world. We're all just living in it. It's time for Zane's world. This is a big deal. We got John Taffer here in, this, like, in, this, in my house. I'm kind of big like fan. a little celebrity crush right now. <laughs> pretty, pretty cool house, too, I <laughs> like, must say. I appreciate that. Thanks, yeah. John. Cool. I want him to walk in my house and be like, what is this? Get this off of this wall and put this here. Yeah. And you know, whatever. Like, I acted like I didn't know him when I met him. Like, I know. I didn't know him. <laughs> and I thought you didn't you know me. You faked it pretty well. <laughs> That's amazing. So we got Steve in, in Philly. We got Erica here. We got John. Steve, you look. why do you look scared? You're, you're literally like 3,000 miles nervous, away. I'm nervous, dude. I'm I'm big fan. <laughs> And Mr. Taffer, uh, I love everything you do. Mr. Taffer. He, like, you know, years ago, I, I lived in Society Hill in Philadelphia, and I opened nice. up a nightclub in Philly called Pulsations, which had oh a spaceship God. and a robot which dropped on the floor. It was outside of Philadelphia, and I spent a lot of time in Philly. How many? I love that what? city. How many places have you owned? Yeah. I've been involved in about 800 over my life. Oh, I haven't real? owned all of them, wow. but in some capacity, wow. about 800, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. So you were saying, like, I, it's, it's funny. I said I'm from Syracuse. He, he owned a bar there. Where where you from? Yeah, I heard he owned, haven't you owned a bar. Hooters in Syracuse, yeah. a place in Philly. Where, yeah. in, Michigan. Oh, where in Michigan? Where in Michigan? Uh, Jackson is where I'm from. Jackson, okay. okay I, I, yeah, it's 17 places in Jackson. Yeah, you know the, the place on Red Lobster <laughs> and an Olive Garden. So if you haven't been there, then I don't yeah. know if you've seen yeah. it. Two of the greatest restaurants in the whole town, too, yeah, I would imagine. Right. Oh, yeah, they book. If you got good grades, you went to one of those places. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you have, now you have a podcast. You're with me on Podcast One. How long have you had your podcast for? Only for about 12 weeks or so okay yeah oh God, and it's great. been great i love it yeah it's you know, awesome it's a whole day you know being on television is 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 one way yeah you know the podcast i have audience call-ins and stuff it's just a whole new way to communicate and develop a relationship with your audience i'm loving it are you doing it from where are you doing it from your, an office, i have a, a studio house, in studio. vegas okay that, got we, it. that we do it from then i do it from the road i'm, I'm on a road 30 weeks a year making mm-hmm. a television show yeah so i have a whole portable rig that i take with me and it's fantastic and, i have a question for me yeah go ahead no, What's no, up, buddy? no not for you Okay, I was just say, you can call me later if you have a question. 
and and maybe this is not the right time to say it. I have I have oh, a question Jesus. about oh, you know oh when God. you first when walk you preface into something place, like that. Okay, go ahead. Maybe maybe you want to do a little intro first. I don't know. I have a question. Maybe I'm a little. I'm, I'm, no, I'm go free. jump into it. Go for it. Well, when you walk into a place, I've been dying to know this. You know, do you immediately like? Are you drawn to one thing that you see, or do you do you are you drawn to the thing that is like the the worst thing that pops out? Oh, there's and, certain you know, things that – John, thank you for understanding that question because I yeah, didn't. Yeah, I'm lost. But I, I appreciate I, it. You know, you, you know where he's going. I'm synced okay, right here. Okay, okay. So when I walk in, you know, we all have our pet peeves, mm-hmm. you know, the shit that really pisses us yeah. off. So, yeah. you know, a bad smell gets me. So if mm, I smell okay. something, I'm going to zero in on that smell instantly. Filth really gets me. <laughs> Stickiness yeah. really gets me. Oh, my God. It's like yeah, you're yeah. describing I get that somebody <laughs> might not follow a recipe, but if a place is a shithole, that pisses me off. Yeah. It's got to be like If they don't respect you enough to clean your plate or where you sit or what you do. Yeah. That to me is an insult. That's why I get angry. Yeah. Certain things about businesses are insulting. Other things are just mistakes. It's like pr- yeah, pride and respect. Pride and respect time. seem like they're, they're at the top. But it's at the top of everybody sort of in the, yeah, you know. but in my business, if you respect somebody, then you clean your kitchen. Right, if exactly. you respect somebody, yeah, like th- then, yeah. then you know you do certain things to accommodate them that are inconvenient to you. I That's the stuff that really gets me. By the way, yeah, I cleaned my kitchen sense. today, just in case it goes yeah, back there. And you're there. right, yeah. because yeah. You know, <laughs> what makes a place popular is, you know, you walk in and, you, you know, you're not dealing with dust on the table. You're not dealing with a filthy restroom. I mean, you're it's it's dialed in, and that's Steve what makes it great. Yeah, what but it's makes more it popular? What it's, makes it popular is there's no dust in the table. Yeah, Steve, you figured it no, out. No, I don't want to that's have not a, show over. Steve, Steve, it's deeper than that. If there's <laughs> okay. no dust on the table and the place is clean and organized, that speaks to an attitude of taking care of your customers. That attitude then carries through to all other aspects of the business. Yeah. It's yes, not the It's not the cleanliness of in and of itself. It's the right. attitude of caring yeah. that makes yes. it successful. That's yeah, why you can even have dirty to... dive bars that are really successful. Successful because people mm-hmm. care about him. Yeah, I love it. I love how Steve. Steve so he's he's first, first, first listen, I forgot to say the other rule is oh whenever I'm interrupting, you can just say "shut up, Steve." Well, shut up, Steve. Shut up Steve. What I'm saying is, you, you don't have to. He's telling you his experience. He's owned 800 I'm just bars, excited. and I'm you're like sorry. agreeing. You're like, yeah, John, that's right. Mm-hmm, that's right, John. You're right on well, two no, points. I agree 100. <laughs> percent You don't have to agree. It's a fact when it comes from him. Fact of the matter is, if Steve disagreed with me, yeah. I would not lose any sleep over it. I might, I might share that with you. That's true. Yeah. Join the well, world, even more John. Than that, you probably wouldn't care. <laughs> oh I would God. not give a shit, honestly. That's correct. <laughs> so so you, you you just came out with a book in 2018. Uh, I just did my New York Times bestseller. Don't yeah. bullshit yourself. Woo! What what is that what is that about? I mean I, I know It's about. actually a great story. You'll relate to this thing. So after I've now done hundred and eighty nine bar rescues. Wow. Last week the show was on TV forty one hours. Wow. Oh, 41 wow. hours. Okay. So it's one of the most broadcasted shows on TV now. It's one of the most watched. Oh, I see. Last so, week alone, inside of last week, it was broadcast in 41 40, hours just in last week. Just back last to back week. To back, wow. back to back all the time. It's awesome. So, so after about 120 episodes of yeah. Bar Rescue, I got this realization that I found a common denominator of failure in every freaking case. And the common denominator of failure is so simple. It's an excuse. Now, you see, if you wake up in the morning... And blame your failure or shortcoming on a president or Congress or the recession or the economy or the this or the that. Then when you look in the mirror in the morning, you have no reason to change because it's somebody else's fault. Oh, there we go. But if you wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and blame yourself, you won't like it. And then you'll change. So I went then a step farther and I said, okay, what's the definition of an excuse? And the definition of an excuse, you'll love this. An excuse is a reconciliation of a mistake. 
Now, either you did something you shouldn't have, mm-hmm. you didn't do something you should have, or you fucked up. Yeah. Now, because of that, you come up with some excuse that makes you feel better about screwing up. Right. It's Justification. You, it's you lying to yourself. It's reconciling your own mistakes so you can live with yourself. Wow. What if you don't reconcile those mistakes? But, then you got to be forced to change and grow and develop yourself. So you're, I mean, hmm. in inside like this. of this, you probably... John, did... I really don't like what you're saying. Oh, sorry. Right go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I, feel, yeah. I, I kind of feel bad. I feel like I need to take notes <laughs> and make some changes. I think, I just press well, I think you might need to because I sense some excuses happening. <laughs> yeah. over yeah. He's, he, he's Mr. Excuse. I got excuse. a pile of them. <laughs> so so it, it, when you started doing this show, I'm assuming you didn't realize that you would be, and maybe you did, that you would become part psychologist. I th- never therapist. knew that. I never knew that when... When I started the show, first of all, I thought I'd do a pilot and go home. Okay. I never thought that eight years later it would be on TV. We have the same ratings now that we did years ago. I mean, the show is just as popular as it was. Mm-hmm. Who would ever expect these things, Zane? And to even think, oh, I'm going to make it to season two, I'm going to make it to season three, yeah. is so freaking arrogant. Do you know what that the, I never even the, thought the chances that are yeah. of, like, so of getting a show on TV are, are just about as slim as, like when you make a pilot, just about as slim as getting a second season. Yeah. So and, and getting a third, it's just the having as many seasons as you, very rare. So yeah, it's funny that you say that. So after I made fast my first season, I'm sitting with my production company to say, so the statistical likelihood of a second season is much greater than a first, right? No, John, it's much worse. Yeah. <laughs> then what is the statistical likelihood of a third season? Much worse what? again. Exactly. So when does this get easier? <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> and the answer is never. Never. You know why? Because there's always somebody that wants what you got. There's always, like, for every person who makes a show and makes it work, there are thousands of people who couldn't figure out or didn't right. get the luck or couldn't couldn't have it happen. So, yeah. like, you know, when we're up Very there, everyone, yeah, everyone wants what we have. And so, you know, and it's not that they're, like, attacking us. Their method of attack is making shows that at some point will replace yours. You Data, know? in essence. Right. So, so how do you remain relevant right. there you go. all those years? And Dr. Phil is a good friend of mine. Phil McGraw always says something that's, that's a great comment. Getting on TV is one thing. Staying on TV is another. Right, right. And that's the real challenge. And sometimes the network I haven't will, figured that second part will out. Give, <laughs> well, sometimes the network will take a yeah, shot yeah. on that first season. But yeah. if your numbers aren't there, uh-huh. there's no shot on the uh-huh. second. No, of course. So of keeping course. it on TV is really a challenge. In any event, so those excuses became the format of that book. So in the book, I teach you about the power of excuses that they're your enemy, that they freaking paralyze us. And then I take the six biggest excuses in life and destroy them. It is, so is, when you're done with the book, you don't have many Is more. this stuff, Steve, I want Steve, I'm going to buy the book for you for Christmas. All right, thank or, you. Or, or before Christmas, because I can't take it anymore. I think he needs no, it right I'm, away. He needs it right away. Like, matter of fact, matter of fact, you know what? We're, we're going to go book. We're going to just read the audiobook right now. Proceed. <laughs> fix, fix Steve. So tomorrow we'll learn colors. I'm really into the book. I want to read it. It's going to be great. So, so the, the stuff that you have now, before you started Bar Rescue, you were you were doing the same kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I've won Operator of the Year Award, Property of the Year's Award, Visionary Leaderships Award. You know, I've been giving keynote speeches in my industry and stuff for 30 years before I was on TV. So did you, oh. like, what did you learn from doing the show that you didn't realize before about the industry? I really knew a lot about the industry mm-hmm. when I started. And what I learned a lot about more was human nature. You know, the premise that every failing business is a failing owner. Okay. And if you don't fix the failing owner, you can't fix the failing business. Mm-hmm. That it's all personal. 
every business thing, in fact, at the end of the day is personal. But, it, but it's not just like work ethic. It's like a lot of factors. Oh, it's a lot of things. You know, it's, it's, it's the color that you pick to paint a wall. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the way you present your brand. It's the way you, everything comes back to personal, like almost Erica. primal. Erica got dressed up today. Mm. For you. And then you, John, you got dressed up to come to my house today. I want to outdress you. <laughs> and you did really want to. I'm in a t-shirt. So, so basically, the, uh, whatever, whatever restaurant or business you have is like a direct reflection of you. Of course. It's and, always and a all direct, your shortcomings. Of course. It's always a direct reflection. Look at, look at Apple and how it was a reflection of Stephen Jobs. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, look at Tesla, how it, it's a reflection of Musk. So, you know, all of these companies are reflections of the personality and the personal traits of the people who run them. So, you know, looking at a business personal when you raise a good point because I do become we, we call it Dr. John instead mm-hmm. of Dr. Phil and yeah sure a, a, and those personal aspects are the best part of the show as well mm-hmm. so what's happened is the past two years now I produce my show mm-hmm. so I control what's creative so the past two years we've we've really changed the show from the uh, drunk maniacs mm-hmm. to more husband and wives and relationship driven shows. Mm-hmm. So cool. it's elevated the audience considerably because it's much more about the personal aspect of uh, and personal struggle mm-hmm. than it is about whether the bar is clean or not. Yeah. And I that read sounds like one Zane of the secrets to uh, another season. Uh, it is. And, and that's what's helped us grow the show is the fact that we've been able to keep it relevant by making it relatable to everyone because it's become so personal. You see, it's fun. Awesome. It's yeah. so funny. When he finishes his last and we all ask questions at the same I know. time. Sorry. Well, Sorry. What, what were you going to say? Interrupting again. No, I just said that's usually the part of the show that me and Zane cry is when the, <laughs> yeah. like that emotional part of the couple, oh, like they break through it. and they like work when together. When you start playing that like, music and their lives come back together, yes. they get a second chance. But you've Stop. seen me tear so up too. Good. Yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, those are powerful moments. We're yeah. so proud if, of them and Zane's If you're them. tearing up watching it, mm-hmm. then yeah. imagine how emotional it was for me to live it. Right. Yeah. It was a really powerful moment when you see people's lives change. Their yeah. posture changes. Their yeah. facial expression changes. You can it's literally see their entire thing. dynamic. Change. It inspires you to beat them up more next time. <laughs> right. And, and I don't say that in a sense to be comical. But what happens is I beat the heck out of them, challenge them, expose them. And then at the end, I get a hug. Yeah. And that hug is real. Yeah. And the things That's that what you, you don't see. When you see, go through something with somebody, you know, when the, you go through that experience, you come out the other side, yeah. you're you're both yeah. better for it and, almost, and closer for it. This season, we're going to play with something. You no, know, we wear the microphones under our shirts on mm-hmm. our chest. So the one part of the show that you don't hear, which is the most important to me, is that hug. Because when we hug, oh, our yeah. microphones are covered. Mm-hmm. So nobody gets to hear the like things the, that the, they whisper the, yeah, to me in that yeah, hug, yeah. which are sometimes the best part of the show. Right. So I'm going to try to deal with that this year. the sound guy with his boom. He's got a boom right in there. That's what we need to work on this year. But it's that's the stuff that inspires me to be tougher next time, realizing that it worked. And if I wasn't tough on him, I probably wouldn't be getting this hug right now. We'll be back in a moment with more Zane's World. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy-drinking Pinot Noir. For white drinkers, try an unoaked Chardonnay. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Sometimes in your life, you need to hit the reset button. And Life Reboot on Podcast One's got you covered. 
It's time for you to live your best life. And hosts Leah Messer, Lindsay Riley, and Brian Scott are here to give you the tools you need to empower yourself and live life to the fullest. And when you're in a place of self-worth, that's when you don't feel that need to kind of put people down and Mm -hmm. to judge other people for where they're at. It's kind of just like, this isn't right for my life. Check out Life Reboot every Wednesday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to Zane's World. Steve, what are you drinking right now? It's called the Apple Teeny. And what, what's in it? It's, it's a, a organic harvest cider with a, a splash of vodka. Yeah, that's not what an Apple Teeny is, but that's, that's fine. That's not an Apple <laughs> That's my Apple Teeny. <laughs> yeah, that's apple juice with some vodka in it. So I read I – read, <laughs> you're, exactly, you're exactly right. Um, so I read someplace that, that you wouldn't open a bar today. I made that statement a couple years ago. I'm not sure I would say that now. Okay. Because it's a very different economic environment. Things happened about five, six years ago in a bar business that greatly changed the dynamic of the business. I used to be able to segment my bar customers through music. That's right. That's where you came up, through music. So so if I didn't want gang members to come to my bar, Mm -hmm. I could play music that didn't appeal to gang members. Got it. Uh, uh, What happened was about five, six, maybe even seven years ago, music got to the point that gang members and 21-year-old girls responded to the same music. Right. And I could no longer segment violence out of my nightclubs. Got it. When that happened, and I own the only uh, patent ever issued by the federal government for music management and hospitality property, I'm a freaking nutcase about this stuff. Once I realized I couldn't control the segmenting of my clubs or the, st- the sense of violence in my clubs through music segmentation, the only way to do it was to put an army at my front door. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go that route. Right. So I got out of the nightclub business because of that. A- and... Uh, uh, at the time I did that interview, economy was bad. I really did not want to go into the business. Today, you know, it's a very different economic environment. Well, it's funny. The, I just the, And if I can finish this story, sure, yeah. I'm opening my first Taffer Bar oh, there you in a go. number of years in Las Vegas on the Strip in February. Wow. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And what it, what is the, like, I don't, like, theme or what's the through the line of the bar? The first one that we're doing, we're doing seven. Seven Bars. Bars. Okay. Uh, why, 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 yeah. Why, why start with the one? And, and the first one, <laughs> they're all different concepts. Okay. So the first one is Taffer Tiki. Wow. The next one is Taffer Sports. Wow. Taffer oh, wow. Okay, great. So so we're going to wow. you know, sort of uh, uh, extend the brand in those ways. In different locations. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fantastic. But wow. we're doing something really unique. We're not doing bamboo in a tiki bar. Yeah. We're not doing, you know, chachis all over the place. We're doing a really contemporary version of a tiki bar. Something pretty cool. Where did we go? We, we had in a- In February uh, this yeah. next year. We had a layover there. Yeah. And we went to Frankie's. Is that right? Frankie's Tiki. Yeah. Holy. And like. You, <laughs> bit of a dive bar. Yeah, bit of a dive bar. My uh, I think our, my glasses back is there right? that yeah. I got. Yeah. That's right. There it is. <laughs> and, uh, but the, the crazy thing, it's almost like that's a kind of a one and done, one and done kind of a drink kind of a place because yeah. they, those drinks are strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a layover there. And, one and done or two and fun. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's Depends awesome. on how you look at yeah, it. Yeah, thanks. Where's the mute button? <laughs> um, and so we went to uh, Frankie's, and then we went to the Atomic Liquors. Atomic yes. Liquor. Yeah, yeah. So we had in we can yeah in Old Vegas, kind of mm-hmm. interesting little little route. So that's cool. What There's do you another gonna, what, fun one in town, Vegas? Frank Fontaine's. Who's named after the Godfather character, which is another really divey. 
Vegas that? private sort of fun. Strip too. Wait, I uh, no, that's I've... off the strip. Oh, off the strip. I think okay. maybe we went there. Is it? Is it look really like uh, like Goodfellas kind of uh, casino sort of age? It's retroy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has it been around for a while? Nice. Yeah, it has Frank Fontaine, which was the I think we've been character there. in the Godfather. Yeah. Oh my god, that's fantastic. Um, it's funny. Uh, I was going to open a bar. So my my wife used to uh, open bars and, and and nightclubs and stuff like that. So she opened some here, San Diego. Phoenix, whatever, and then she got out of it, and uh, now she's producing my show. Right now, she's upstairs recovering from from back surgery, so I can do whatever I God want. God bless her soul, Mel. You guys want it? We can whatever. Yeah, can you can you uh, do Uber Eats or something? Yeah, yeah. Get some big sandwiches. And, and and so when we got together about ten years ago, I was in the process of of opening a place, a bar uh, on Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard, at a weird time. It's always weird up on Hollywood Boulevard, and she was like, "Oh, uh-uh, don't do it." And and it was crazy, but it was good advice, especially for me and my brand. It's it, it would be a place that I would I would always need to be. You know what I mean? Both for business and also to watch just married watch to my it. money. Yeah, I would have been married to it. So you had a place. Yeah, too, do you Steve. drink a lot? Um, I mean, when we're shooting, when we're when we're home, not that much, not that much. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll go out to events and stuff like that. But I mean, like, you know, I have I do have the rum company. I have the outdoor uh, apparel company. I got my production company. So I, keep I, your I, shit together. I, I couldn't really I couldn't really do that. It's like, right. yeah, I don't I, I, you know, 20 years ago, maybe Steve. How's does. your rum doing? Rum's doing great. Uh, we're launching in uh, in in uh, Nevada uh, in January. Oh, so let me know. Maybe there's uh, we're trying to find like seven good bars to get Should into. Should get in Taffer's yeah. bar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, right. We got to make some rum cocktails. Yeah. So, so we'll talk. <laughs> I own a, a bourbon distillery. Where is it? In Fallon, oh. Nevada. Wow. And our product comes to market. It's been aging four years. See the difference between my product and yours. I got aged. Oh years. yeah, I know, man. You don't have to go I know. That. So we've been aging it for four years. We have a barrel house with about twenty nine hundred barrels in it. Wow. And our product uh, releases in May. Wow. Pretty excited about it. That is Goodness awesome. Goodness sakes, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Anything you're not doing? Uh, <laughs> no, pretty good. So, so here, here's a question. So I know that you sort of talk about like, like people, you've talked in interviews before about like people getting jobs. And so I always, it's, it's funny because now that I'm in a position where I'm hiring people, I, there's things that I really want to hear them say. You know, and and I I want them to listen, but I also want them to just ensure confidence in me and say, look, I know what you need. I'm the person for you. If you find out in a month I'm not, boom, I'm gone. But let me just show you that I can do it. Like if somebody came in with and then said that, I'd hire him. There was a guy. There was a guy. So it's very easy for that person to say, give me a month. Yeah. But it's not easy for me to say I'm going to waste a month of my fucking life on you. Right. So I don't buy but, but, into but, that you, premise. I disagree with you. If you don't know more, you don't try. Me too. Oh, oh no, I'm not saying because we can't waste months of our lives. No, I'm not saying. I mean, they're, they're, they'd have to get through places just oh, okay. to get get to me, and then and then there'd be other stuff. But if the person has that attitude, like, look, I'll do whatever. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. I had a guy come in, and I was interviewing just an assistant job uh, a few years ago, and he came in, and he's probably about my age, and he said, "Look, you know, look." I, 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 I gotta be honest with you. I just, I just need the work, man. I haven't worked in a long time. My, my, my wife's killing me. Da, da da da. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I feel bad. At my, I didn't say it to his face, but like, I'm not gonna hire you. You sounds like you got some problems. I'm not bringing your problems in here. I got right. another guy that came in. Is like, look, I'll do what, I'll do what you need, and I'll, you know, I, I got it. You throw on my plate, whatever, and you know, and that's like, that's the kind of attitude. But so, what, what is you, what are you looking for? Like, what can you tell people that are listening to the podcast that maybe are looking to get a new job or whatever? First of all, I don't hire people that uh, I try not to hire people that want jobs. Okay, I try to hire people that want careers. Right. I want somebody who comes on board that wants to grow. 
I want somebody who comes on board that is looking for the next step of their lives mm-hmm. because that growth is a reason to stay. Mm-hmm. That growth is a reason to become engaged. Mm-hmm. So, so, so if I can provide people with a growth opportunity and I hire people who want a career to grow, if I can provide them with that growth, they'll stay with me a long time. Mm-hmm. So to me, I, I, you know, I push back on the word job versus career. Mm-hmm. Mm, you know, so I really want, I would hire somebody who wants to be in a clothing business, who right. wants to be in a podcast, right. who is passionate about that and just really uh, is committed to that career direction. And the reason why that's important and also is there's a lot of pitfalls in employment. So, you know, you go through the pitfall because you have your idea on a career. Mm-hmm. You have your view on a career. You're looking long-term mm-hmm. rather than short-term. So I think people deal with disappointment better in that way. But I've read books on this topic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the, the most important things that you can do in an interview is determine integrity and honesty. Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's a loaded question that you can use in a job interview, and this comes from professional employment psychologists and such. If you ask somebody in a job interview, do you think that the people around you are honest? That is one of the most revealing questions you can ever ask somebody in the interview. Ooh. Look at me, lean back, he crossed his no, arms. No, I want, no, I want you're hooked. You're hooked. I'm get, <laughs> yeah, so, you got so, me. You got me. You want to know? So, yeah. so <laughs> if they answer yes, then there's a great likelihood that they're honest. Uh-huh. If they answer no to that question, they are not honest. And here's why. When you ask people to assess things around them, they reference themselves in that assessment. Mm-hmm. If they don't believe the people around them are honest, in all statistical likelihood, they're not. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have to ask questions that personalize things for them because desire without honesty and integrity means shit. Mm-hmm. Knowledge without honesty and integrity means shit. But honesty and integrity without those two things could in fact work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Welcome to It's Your Fault with John Taffer. I love it. It's, it's awesome. Hit the mute button. Hey, <laughs> try, I'm trying to look for it. <laughs> hey, Steve, you still there? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're screwing with us, Steve. Steve. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, there he is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's still there. Okay, okay. Um, so, dude, this this dude, whatever. That's I, really it, deep, though. No, it's I mean, powerful. it's no, it it's deep. Man. Oh, I'm shit. like shaking. How are you, how are you still there? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's funny. So, you know, Erica, um, was at Lululemon for five years yeah, and, and now is, is running my, my adventure, my apparel company. And it was an interesting sort of, uh, you know, when we started talking about it, it was just like her enthusiasm for it. And then, and then I hired, I don't know know if I've ever shared this with you, but like, I'm like this, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, this, this is pretty amazing. If, if everything that she says she wants to do, like she wanted a career that you're right. She wanted a career move. She was, she was happy to be part of something. She wanted growth. She wanted to be part of something. She wanted ownership in something. And, um, so I was she like, put some risk out there. She jumped on board. So, uh, <laughs> thanks. I love how like I take a break to breathe, and Steve wants to fill it in with like his pearls of wisdom. So then, when she came on, though, it was like, is is what she said versus what she is going to do? Were they the same thing? And they weren't. She was way more. Her work ethic was way better than I thought. You know way, why? way smarter than I thought. Because she's I excited learned... about the future, not just today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's powerful. No, and that's what we. I mean, that's the conversation you and say is that, that, fair? Is that once you experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you have a long term view in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that makes her get past the bad days. Yeah, yeah. It makes her fight hard for it. The question I think that everyone. I think it's a Michigan thing too. <laughs> you know, really, I'll hire everyone in Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, don't sell yourself 
short Zane. I mean, Zane inspires people. He's very demanding. He's very professional. Damn he's it. very intelligent. I mean, he makes you Damn he it. makes you be better and want to be on the team. Oh, that sucks. I, I, right I, I was about to say the question is why do I keep Steve around? And then he said that. <laughs> I can't oh, do it. Like, I know. I well, it. we both Crush know. So I get what's going on here. So we got a brown nose yeah. thing going on. Here. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you know, you have you have to a little bit. I hope. No, I hope listen, some... we've been we were roommates in college. I mean, come on, we, wow. we, we've known each other a long time. Is it wild because cool, is it wild because I look that old? <laughs> I am. Quiet. Um, all right. So so we have a. Um, so you knew Zane when he was nothing. No. Yeah. When le- he was just le- a bum from the neighborhood. Less than. Listen, nothing. when I met Zane, I was something and he was nothing, and then he came in and took some of my something, and now he's something and I'm nothing. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's true. Now, how's now, that feel? It's true. Steve, <laughs> Steve sucks, man. Steve was. I got a ton of excuses. I'll tell you the. the I'll tell you. I'll see if I can put it succinctly. So Steve was the golden boy of the drama department in in SUNY Cortland. You know where that is? Mm-hmm. That's the mecca of education, yeah. of oh, theatrical and art. No, it's not. It's not. He probably knows Dark Horse. No. No, no. no. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm mute you, Steve. And so, so anyway, so Steve was there. I went and and was like, I decided my junior year, like I was, I was an art major, and then I switched to pre med, and I was like, what do I want? I want to be, and then I changed to 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 drama, finished my art, and got in drama. But I jumped art in pre med drama. I didn't know I mean, that's, that's a pretty bizarre Listen. trajectory. Well, I was I was art, and then I was like, I'm, I'm also a capitalist. I wanted to make money. I didn't want to be a starving artist. There was nothing for that in me. So now I still do it, my, you know, in my in my spare time. But but and then pre med, I just I don't know. I was just confused. Uh, that was a not, that was not a fun. Uh, that, that was a yeah, sure. That was a dry uh, semester for me. So, so I love that line. I'm a capitalist. <laughs> You're not a capitalist. You just want the f- money. I just, yeah. Is, what is that? Is, yeah. is that not what a capitalist is? I just want to. I always want to capitalize on shit. <laughs> so listen. So we have a trivia uh, contest here. The the winner of this trivia contest gets uh, their choice of the adventure line. So we have some of the jackets. We'll show you. Where is it? Do we have one here? Uh, Cassia took them all. Oh, she did? Yeah. All right, well, these are amazing travel jackets. They turn into pillows, so, John, oh, neat. you'll really want one. Mm-hmm. So Listen, here we John, here, uh, a little I love dual info. function stuff. Dual function. We got, like, 19 functions. Oh, and what, 32 yeah, like quadruple weeks function. of the year you're on the road, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. And, ev- and everyone has a, uh, a bottle opener. And every every jacket has a, uh, a like a beverage koozie, a, a beverage holder. So you know. And John, more importantly, if you lose, you're still going to get one. Well, so don't worry Steve, about it. Not Steve, only can Steve, I stay warm, you're, you're I can ruined. stay hydrated yeah. at the same time. It's perfect. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was pressed. I was pressed the wrong one. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Question. So this is bar trivia. So if I say bar trivia, there's a reason I call it bar trivia. You'll you'll see in a second. Okay. Here we go. This place full of bars is located on an island in San Francisco Bay. Full of Steve. Bar. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, oh, so you're buzzing with your name. Yeah, go ahead, I Steve. Say, uh, I would say um, CrossFit. No, th- this place is full of bars. It's located on an island in San Francisco Bay. Is, is there... it Moon? Uh... Never no, mind. So okay. It's an island in the middle of San Francisco Bay. It's not Alcatraz. It's Alcatraz. There we go. What? Oh, oh, oh full of bars. Oh, you see? Oh, you got it. Oh, All right. So you're screwing with me here. John Taffer won. Oh. Okay. There we go. So uh, this bar died from an opiate o- overdose. Well, actually, her character did on the Connors, which used to be called something else. Oh, uh, Steve. Yeah. Um, uh, Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. I think I'm too young for that question. No, it just happened. Oh, okay. Remember Roseanne was kicked off no, the show? Oh, for what? And they killed her off. They killed her off because she said that 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 you had that sort of racist tweet. She tweeted, that she yes, but you're talking about the reality of the writing in the show. I'm talking about in the show, her character was killed. But you off. didn't say that. Well, I did. I'm I, protesting I said, this answer. Can, I yeah. said this I bar. 
I, I said he, this bar died of, of an o- Steve, Steve got it. Steve got John it, John. Jaffer so won. Steve got this it. This bar died of an uh, overdose. Of an overdose. Roseanne Barr did not said, die of an overdose. I said, well, yeah, what, her name well, is her character is Connors. That's what I did. Her character. Roseanne did. Connor died. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm this close to taking John's think, point well, away. I got to tell you, Zane, you better not write questions <laughs> for Jeopardy, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Steve's point away. Uh, Michelle Obama, Franklin D. Roosevelt, John F. Kennedy Jr. all failed this test the first time they took it. The bar. Okay. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Good job. Okay, now it's two. By now- the way, Steve, that was John, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you know uh, away. I felt the power coming over Okay, the here we go. Here we go. This ingredient is malted. And then used as an ingredient Steve. in beer. Yes, Steve. Um, Hops. Barley. 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 Oh, Steve got it first. No, he didn't say the right. He said the wrong one first. Yeah. John I three. said barley. I okay. said barley. Okay, Steve. I I he got a, that one. I'll give you a point. Take away from John. So now right. John and Steve are tied. This is the only time in life that John and Steve are going to be equal at something. Yeah, this is let's not going to last Okay, here we go. The Granite Shares Gold Trust is represented on the New York Stock Exchange as what abbreviation? NYSE. No, what? No, not NYSE. What is their abbreviation? Their company's is, what's their stock symbol? Uh, B-A-R-R. I'm sorry, ask the question again. I the, the Granite Share, Steve, what'd you say? B-A-R-R. B-A- B-A-R. That's right. B-A-R. Nice. So, Granite, okay. Granite Shares Gold Trust. Like, you know, Apple is A-P-P-L? Yeah. So Granite uh, Granite Shares Gold Trust, theirs is B-A-R. I never heard. Yeah, I didn't ask it right. Oh, um, Tomorrow it's going to be fine. Here we go. Steve, you're beating me, buddy. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus are barred from entering this country, this mm. communist country. Russia. Soviet Union. <laughs> no. There is no Russia. Oh, there is yeah, no Russia. China. There is no Russia. And it's not Soviet. So, John, oh, you, Steve took yours. Would you like to guess? China. There we go. Oh. Okay, so now we're tied up. Erica. Why? Because they try to take their dogs in there or something. No, they just, their 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 behavior was not uh, in keeping with their so values. Oh. Yeah. So when all else, here's the moral. They don't like Peking story, Duck, when I all think, is what the issue is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Steve and John are tied. Erica, do you know you're in, the, in this one? I, you got I a dog in this race. I'm like losing to Steve. A unit of pressure equal to 100,000 newtons. Steve. Steve. Barometric. Uh, per square meter, or approximately one atmosphere, is called a what? Oh, I don't know. A BTU, but that's not right. No. It's a, a bar. A bar. Yes. Erica's on the board. <laughs> a bar. <laughs> this, I thought I had that one. This shallow area <laughs> in the ocean. I wrote these for, you know, for you. You got dressed up. I wrote questions. Sandbar. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now you learned it. He pulls ahead. He pulls ahead. I got, I got two more okay. questions. Here we go. What did Willy Wonka hide in a chocolate bar for the chance Erica, to win? Gold yes, the golden ticket. Okay, Erica. I just saw that show the other night. That's not irrelevant. That's re- <laughs> not relevant. Uh, a measure of music or the time of a piece of music Steve, is called a bar. Yeah, I give bar. it to John. Nope, John got it. Yeah, all right. How much did I lose by? Uh, John had uh, five. Uh, Steve had three. Although out of technicality, Erica had two. Okay, at least but the two you had were each worth seven points. You have fourteen. You remind me of the contests I used to do in bars. You see, in bars, we'd say we can't pick the winner. That would be unfair. Right. So we picked the losers. Picked all the losers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a show game. Oh, my God. It's like Steve. It's almost like he's talking oh, so about you. Good. All right. So you're uh, at uh, – your Twitter is at John Taffer. T- at John Taffer. And then what about Instagram? Are you on Instagram? Instagram is John Taffer as well. Oh, nice. Facebook is John Taffer Nice. Good for you. And my website is JohnTaffer.com. That's it. All you need – I got one parting question. Oh, my God. Okay. Go ahead. Here it is. So – 
if if you were to give someone one monumental piece of advice before entering into the restaurant slash bar business, be, even before they went to get like financing, even before they were getting into it, what would it be? Have extra money. And yeah. here's why. You're looking for a comical answer. Yeah. But I'm going to give no, you a straight that's right. one. Nine out of 10 bars would have been successful if they just had the money to last a little longer. Yeah. And often bars and restaurants are like football games. Remember Vince Lombardi said, I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. Right. <laughs> had you had the money for another month right. or two, you probably oh. could have fixed it. So, yeah, you would have got your season three. Well, so my is. point is, you know, have if you don't have extra experience, have extra dollars. Yeah. Because that education is going to cost time. Gosh, that, that'd be the same. When people ask me, they would they want to go into the spirits business like what advice can you give me i say don't the second answer the less comical would be like have enough money to like you know stay you around see, if for i were you time. i'd say spirits business is great but the rum business you want to stay yeah, at. yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i don't want to make any competitors <laughs> uh thank you so much this is fantastic thank you for coming by here we great had a great time so they can check out your your podcast yep if they if they just go to john everything's there everything's there all right cheers cheers guys well you're here might as well join us welcome to zane's world that was well, this is listen. This is pre-recorded. I don't know how the interview went. I'm sure, it was awesome. I'm sure, it was great. <laughs> Seriously, that was the best interview. I mean, that's that's. I think it. When Steve says, "You know had, my role," like, you know my role, right? Make them all. I'm when he says, "I think," that's when I basically. Oh, you just best, yeah, just ignore him. He has a he has a mute button. Can he mute himself? He has a mute button. He could, but he would break his computer. Oh yeah, we don't want that. To um. So let's do this. See if you were you were talking about the fact that when Josh and I were fiddling with this equipment before the show, I have a penance for you for making me wait for four hours. Well, how about this? Podcast. I will come up with a penance. What it is nope, is nope. we're gonna. I get the first penance. Okay. Well, I'm first not penance. Gonna... Okay. Chug my beer. No. Mm-hmm. Here, here it is. You have. Oh to my god. Me- Ten adventure jackets. Ten adventure why would, jackets. Why would he start at that ridiculous number? <laughs> He's negotiating. Because you gotta get some, take, you throw out something gonna, you can't get. Me and mm-hmm. me and the family are gonna take them. We're gonna all hand them all out to people in need down in Philly this win, this holiday season. Oh, kind of He's get setting, back. setting me up to be a dick. Yes, these are their brand new jackets. Yeah. The parkas yeah. are are two ninety nine. And yeah. so, if you go on there, send the one with the furry tops too. Those no, those are great. Those are parkas. Those are parkas. So I'm going to yeah. send you ten. So I'm going to send you three thousand dollars worth of parkas because I made you wait for an hour while you were sitting there drinking. Made beer. you hang out with us and talk on the phone. Yeah, yeah. We'll just write it off. <laughs> write it off. I love when people say that. Just hey, you know what? Off. Don't worry. Just write a check. Just it's not real money. You just oh text it. Do one of those write offers. Here, here's here's. You could go to uh, like a thrift shop, Steve, and get some yeah. jackets for much cheaper. And then you could go and hand those out and then tell us about it. All right. I'll do that. Okay. Sweet well, don't forget those 10 jackets. Just send them over here. I already forgot about them. So here's what, I, here's what I think we'll do. Let's have letters to Steve. <laughs> Drunk letters to Steve? It doesn't matter. Just letters to Steve? Oh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to set up that. we Before we used it. to have that drunk. It still works. Really? Yes. That number still works? Yes. You know where it is? I checked it the other day. How do you know, how do, how do you know how to find it? What do you the have same way say? I found the behind the scenes for Chug. Oh, it's wow. kind of all, well, when I was looking like through, I was looking through stuff. Yeah. Anyways, it's- On like, the computer? Yeah. On on what computer? On the internet. On the ones that I have at my house from uh, oh, the office. So, like it was just backed up. Oh my God, it's amazing. All right, so next week we're going to do that and have people call and drink. Yeah, I'll get you the number. Uh, it's okay. still up there. There's still messages. Uh, oh, nothing like, super recent, but there's still stuff. Stop. That's amazing. Okay, so yeah. we'll, we'll give that phone number at the beginning of the podcast next week. Don't forget. No, you have to write stuff down. Oh, teaser. Yeah, you. Yeah. I lost my phone. Right there. So, Steve, we're going to have people email you suggestions or questions. Questions. Yeah. Questions. Yeah. 
Yeah, for Steve. So the, the the drunk line can be more for like statements and questions. You know, <laughs> what are they? What are, what are drunk, 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 me, drunk musings? Like I like that. The drunk line. Drunk line. Is and, this? I mean, is there a category? Is like just life advice? They ask Steve no, about his anything chickens. Anything you want to know? Just give me a call. I'll no, I'll let you know. No, no, we're on. gonna give out your email. So it's Steve McKenna with a D. Steve McKenna D S T E V E M C K E N N A D at gmail.com yes that's me and so people and so then next week you are going the to does not stand for drunk it stands for dude dumb. dude dumb. it sounds for dumb yeah <laughs> so all right so steve will, uh people will send you uh questions and then yeah, you and then, questions, and then we'll answer them next week yeah there we go all right so thank you for joining us on on the show uh welcome back josh we'll see yeah. we'll see if, if mel is able to join us next week see how she's feeling Oh, we're I'll be joining you for Fresno. That is fantastic. And then, fantastic Fresno. And then we, um, we'll we see. Hopefully, if she's on pain meds, it'll be a really interesting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Steve. Steve, Steve uh, closing remark. Just really happy that Mel is home. <laughs> That's it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Zane's World. Check out new episodes every Wednesday exclusively at Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to tell your friends and don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Podcast One Sports is your home for the Underdog Sports Network. Join Chris Horwadell and friends each week as they cover the biggest stories in sports with shows like Tales from the Association, the Underdog Sports NFL Show, and you're wrong and here's why. You can't rely on draft picks a lot of times with quarterbacks. There's four to five quarterbacks drafted in the first round that are complete busts. Check out all these exciting shows on the Underdog Sports Network every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy-drinking Pinot Noir. For white drinkers, try an unoaked Chardonnay. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers!